Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another bonus episode. Uh, this episode is with the eternal MMA lightweight champion, David the Smiling Assassin Martinez. Uh, he is uh, competing at Eternal MMA 74, where he will put his lightweight belt up against Blake Donnelly. Now, it's a really interesting bout uh, because Blake Donnelly is actually beaten David Martinez, uh, he stopped him in the third round. I believe it was Dr. Stoppage. Uh, David is a 9-4 and four MMA athlete. And uh, look, he's, he's, a, he's a pretty unique uh, enigma because he doesn't really talk a whole lot of smack. All right? He's incredibly talented. Uh, he started his career out 5-0 and as a professional. Uh, had an, an insane uh, amateur career where he even mentioned on, on the podcast he lost the first one, then won the next nine uh, before going pro, then winning the next five and six in a row before losing his belt to, to Josh Togo. And then the, the fight to Blake Donnelly, then lost again to Dan Hill. It was three fights got a win, got a loss. He really went through a, a bit of a skid, but then put it all together, had a dominant display against Aiden Aguilera uh, at Eternal MMA 69. And uh, we get David on, and he's going to chat about his upcoming fight. You can check that out. You can check Eternal MMA 74 out on UFC on Fight Pass. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's going to be a really, really great fight. It's really good to see David, uh, who doesn't normally like media, really starting to opening up, really starting to open up. Uh, super impressed with this chat. If you love the sport, especially if you're into Eternal MMA, uh, check it out. And uh, and yeah, hope you enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the line, Eternal MMA lightweight champion, David Martinez, who'll be taking on Blake Donnelly, March 18th, Southport Shark in Gold Coast. David, welcome. Hey, brother. Pleasure to be here, man. Mate, first of all, we'll go straight into your fight. Uh you're coming up against a guy that you've lost to, but you are the champion. How does that? How does that sit? It's a very unusual circumstance, man. But uh, I mean, it, it, we've seen it. It happened before in the UFC and things like that. And uh, you know, one guy loses, and then the other guy goes on to become the champion, and they have a rematch for the belt uh, type thing. But um, yeah, yeah. The, the way I see it, man, I, I'm the guy holding the belt. I'm the champion. But to me, Blake Donnelly is. You know, outside of a ninja Jack Becker, Blake Donnelly is the number one lightweight that Australia and New Zealand have. And that's the way I'm viewing this fight. Yes, I'm the champion, but in my mind, I'm the challenger. And you mentioned Jack Becker. Do you see him, even though he does have the leg injury, although he's doing very well coming back, do you see him as the as the champion? Or is that, you know, the, the checked kick loss? Is that, do you look at Jack as no longer being on top? Yeah, yeah, man. I, I definitely view Jack as being like the top guy. I don't know how the the injury plays into him now type thing. I don't know. But I hear he's doing well with the recovery and he'll be coming back uh, you know, soon enough, hopefully back to full strength, if not better. Uh, but that remains to be seen at this stage. How do you think you would go in a in a match against Jack Becker? I think that would be a very interesting match, man. You're, you're talking two top-level grapplers. 
They're going head to head, you know that's a, that's an exciting fight. Everyone knows you're an elite level grappler, and even against Aiden in your last fight, uh, you you put on a, a dominant display. Is there a bit of you that goes, "No, I want to prove that I'm a top level striker," or are you still like, "Nah, I just whatever gets the job done." Very much a whatever gets the job done kind of guy, man. Like I. I view myself as a mixed martial artist, like not as a grappler, not as a striker or anything like that. And I just use whatever tools I have available to get the job done. With Blake, uh, obviously you fought him before. Uh, what is it that you think can be done differently? And first first of all, what do you think went wrong for you in that first matchup? Uh, what went wrong? Let's see. Hey, definitely hey, the speed of Blake's hands were, uh, you know, was a major difference. Uh, you'd come in close again, pocket exchanges, but like, you know, he could land and several strikes from each of my single ones. And then, yeah, uh, having, you know, calculated that and, uh, and taking it into consideration for this fight, you know, that could be a major difference. Have you been uh, upping your striking at all in, in, in the training camp? Like, have you brought anyone in? What's, uh, what's the lead up been like? Well, I've always been working on my striking in the background, but like, uh, no, no different than I would for I think anyone else. Uh, so at this stage, just constantly trying to better it uh, overall. You started your career being very undefeated. You then went on a little bit of a skid. Do you feel like you're up, you're back to the top of your game, or do you feel like all of those loss, uh, all of those losses were necessary to get to where you are now? The losses were definitely necessary, man. They they showed like holes in my game that needed to be addressed. And they showed that I needed to bring you know, other people in and train with other people, whether you know other training partners, other coaches, and that to get more of a variety and you know exposure to other styles and other styles of coaching, other styles of like sparring and and training methods, etc. So the losses were very necessary, but like I, the way I see it is like uh, you know I lost my very first amateur fight, so I was never ever. Uh, undefeated in in the whole process. Now, who takes main control of your training camp? Is it you? Uh, is you have a wife, a lovely partner? Like what? Who takes control over over your career? Well, the fight camp is basically me trying to wrestle control from my wife. <laughs> I keep trying to explain, like, listen here, like, uh, you may be the manager, but like, no, no, the training is left between me and the coaches. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that never goes downward. <laughs> well, she has a, such an, uh, an impact on on your career. And are you starting to notice as you climb the ranks of Australian MMA how important the other aspects are? Like, look, you have to speak to me right now. Yeah, I definitely can see that. <laughs> Does it, do you enjoy the media side at all? I am actually really enjoying it, man. Like, I, you know, go back a couple of years, and I I wouldn't I'd be like dreading it and all that because I'm so I'm usually so shy and reserved. I don't like to do a whole lot of talking. And like you know, people are half tempted to call me the silent assassin <laughs> as opposed to smiling because you know I don't I don't say an awful lot at times. But lately, I have like really started to enjoy the media side of it. Especially, there's just something about doing it on Fight Week. You know, you're depleted, you're tired. Uh, you just, just want to get to the, the way in so you can get that part over with. But like uh, getting on chatting with you guys, it's actually been like a real fun experience. And is there any side of the mental warfare that gets in? Because people have talked trash to you in, in the past. Does it ever get to you at all? You just got to see it in jest, man. Like 
uh, everyone everyone's working some kind of angle. If they want to go the trash talking route, like there's there's a strong part of me that doesn't believe it's real. Or the, you know, like they don't really think of me that way. You know, why are you saying that, bro? Uh, but yeah, uh, it again, it just falls under. It is what it is. Now, uh, in terms of uh, furthering the career, I can only imagine that getting to that next level, your, your UFCs and whatnot, uh, uh, are what's in the in the bag for you. Do you feel far away from that? Well, I, I learned from like earlier on in my career, man, like you just, you don't know where you sit really. You're like you have an idea, you can sort of sense it a bit, but like uh, if you were to rip back the covers from it all, like you have no idea where it is. You don't know how close you are and you don't know how far you are. So uh, all I'm thinking about is just the next step. Um, to me, that's fighting like Don Lilly this Saturday. And winning, I'm going to ask you this, winning the title back the second time, did it feel better than the first? In a sense, it did. Like, emotionally speaking, probably not. Uh, like, it was it was about the same. It's just, you know, it's just winning another fight, winning another title type thing. It's the exact same as the first time round. But uh, it meant a bit more because of, like, my team just – feeling more unified so uh, yeah if you've seen some of the group photos with my teams after the fight uh after my recent fights like you know uh, just having all those people uh, together uh, helping me out along the journey it's been incredible and uh if we could just finish it off with this uh after it's all said and done how does david martinez want to be remembered in mixed martial arts that's a that's a very good yeah, that's a very good question, man. Like, I don't know. Let's just go with the guy that maybe smiled a bit too much for his own good. You're an absolute legend, and uh, I will chat to you another time. Thank you, David Martinez. Oh, my salute there, bro. <laughs> that's, not, that's copyrighted. That's, a, it's a, no, it's that, a, that's my thing. Mate, yeah. if, you, if you told me not to salute anymore, I guess I can't salute anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all good, my friend. Take it easy, brother. <laughs>